A Nation Divided, furnished by the Cochrane Firm. KBC Talk Radio 790. We are coming to you live from Culver City. You are listening to A Nation Divided. I am Brian Dunn, sitting across from my best friend, Mr. James Oates. How you doing, Jim? It's a beautiful day out there, Brian. I'm sure we use some uh, public benefits, some public services coming over today. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know which ones we did, but well, the we use some of them. Exactly. Yeah, you know, right. and I believe some, that uh, someone had to pay for that somewhere, that's right. and you know... I'm wondering if we are entitled to such things. Are we entitled to those benefits? That's the question. So as we continue on our third part of three series involving the concept of illegal immigration as one of the most divisive commentary uh, evoking topics that exists right now uh, in our nation's consciousness, uh, we're going to move forward to the third uh, topic that we wanted to discuss with y'all. And we certainly want you to be part of the discussion. Uh, but the issue concerns public services. Specifically, we're referring to health care, uh, education, K through 12, certain social services, uh, the ability to get a driver's license. Uh, these are a lot of issues that uh, are taken for granted by those of us who may not uh, be uh, contemplating whether or not our immigration status is stable. Uh, but these are also issues that have evoked a lot of a controversy. So in terms of, of the topic, uh, we're going to be wanting to know, uh, should uh, individuals who are not documented, uh, so-called illegal immigrants, should they receive public services in the form of health care, uh, education, certain social services, uh, certain uh, public housing services? We're going to want to hear your opinion. You can always call us at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. The topic, should illegal uh, immigrants uh, or undocumented residents, as some may say, should they be receiving uh, public health benefits for free? Should they be receiving educational benefits for free? Uh, are there certain social services that uh, should not or should uh, be excluded? And this has been the subject of so much controversy that... Several years ago, it was about 25 years ago now, it actually made its way into a ballot measure, uh, Proposition 187. I don't know how many of our listeners were around at that point. 1990. It was 94, actually. 94, yeah. And uh, it was something that uh, evoked so much controversy uh, that uh, it really divided our state. Now our nation is grappling with some of these same issues uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. 1-800-222-5222. Uh, once again... 1-800-222-5222. Healthcare services, educational services, should they be available uh, to all people within the jurisdiction of our fine country, whether or not uh, they are here uh, in a manner that would be described as legal? So when we talk about this, Jim, what are we really talking about? Well, I think that, you know, I'd start with one blanket number, and of course, Drilling into this stuff is very difficult. Just caveat this all by saying there is no hard data on right. any of the stuff that we're about to talk about today. It was very hard the, to wrap our arms around. It was really around. hard to get on it. Yeah. yeah. The federal government doesn't track this stuff. You're not going to go to the Department of Labor Statistics and get 
information on this. They don't have a ability to really track it because every state has a different thing. Well, and it also it's based on the census, and then it's ba- we talked it. We did a show on the census a few weeks back. We talked about the complexity of the census, and you got part of it that's the basic form, and then you got the long form, and right. so. But just here's a blanket number from the Center for Immigration Studies: sixty-three percent of non-citizen households access. Well, one or more welfare programs in the United States of America. 63%. 63% of non-citizen households. Now, that's this is just a blanket s- statement. And this was based on this is based on uh, interviews and, and surveys that were done directly we're with people. We're talking about food stamps. Those kinds that's of right. All the kind right. of – and we're not, even, we're not even saying how much that costs or what it is. But that compares to 35% of native households. In California, that number jumps to 72% of non-citizen households. Now, this is not an indictment of anyone, but this is just a blanket – sort of general percentage, and again, getting to these numbers is very difficult because there's no hard data. There's no tracking on this. Even government agencies themselves disagree on what services are provided to someone who's a non-documented immigrant versus the things that aren't provided to them. Right. And we want to know your thoughts, folks. Uh, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222, one 5222 I'm Brian Dunn with James Oates. Uh, we want to know what you think about this topic. Uh, it is becoming more and more prevalent. Uh, should uh, individuals who are considered to be illegal immigrants, undocumented workers, uh, folks that are just not here through the front door, should they be allowed access to health care services, educational services, food stamps? And uh, the other issue that, that James brought up is a driver's license. Is, uh, anyway, we're going to go ahead we'll and get to some callers. Uh, Rick from Lake Balboa. Rick, hello. We want to thank you for calling. You are on A Nation Divided with Brian and Jim, and we are dying to know what you think. Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to give it a big, fat no, and let me explain a few reasons why. Number we one, have I'm... a big, fat no. I big, was fat no, wait. For, big... I was kind of hoping for a skinny no. Yeah, right, skinny. Know, but... Hey, Rick, big, <laughs> fat no on once. Clarify that for us, too. Big, fat no on once. Go on ahead. Yeah. There you go. And here's the thing. Uh, for several reasons. Number one, I am the son of legal immigrants that came to this country uh, escaping Nazi Europe in the, in the 40s. Congratulations. Thank you. And thank God they made it. Um, they came here legally. They had a sponsor. They went through Ellis Island. That's how we do it in this country. Mm-hmm. We have to stop this. Here's our new policy. It's not written, but this is basically what it is. If you break in, you're good to go. Just don't get caught. Even if you get caught in California, Forget it. Nothing's going to happen. So to you're you talking anymore. about basically rule of law, Rick. Rule you're talking law. about you've got a rule and, of law. And, you know, we have a set of laws. When we talk about this, that, yeah. that's a lot of what Rick, what Rick is saying is this echoed by, by so many people in our country, and those voices are becoming even more prominent. Uh, but the concept is this, Rick. I mean, when you start talking about, for example, health care, uh, say, say we have an, out, an outbreak of a very easily preventable disease such as tuberculosis. You can go to a restaurant and, and eat food at the restaurant, but you don't really know Who's preparing your food? Right, you so, don't know who's there. Yeah. So, say yeah. we adopt a policy and we have denied health care to uh, just anyone who can't show proof of citizenship, and so you start having a tuberculosis tuberculosis outbreak, and we all get it. Yeah, and they're going to start coughing on your salad right. and all of these other things that you're not even going to be aware of. But what you've basically done is by denying uh, this basic uh, provision of health care, you can create a problem that becomes more widespread. Uh, what do you think about that, Ray? Well, okay, here's the thing. You're talking about health insurance or health care? I'm talking anybody, about health care. Well, then anybody in this country right now, go to your emergency rooms. They're all there. 
No one's getting denied health care in this country right now. Right. Nobody. Not I'm emergency not emergency care. services, but if you get cancer, that's going to be another thing. If you have a disease that may require some long-term treatment. But anyway, Rick, keep going. You're on the right track. Come on. Yeah. All right. So, um, you know, if I may continue here, but here is also another side of the problem that you're, that you're bringing up. If you keep the rules or, you know, let, let the rules go to the wayside as you have been, it's never going to stop. It's Incentivization an- right. is what he's talking about there. So now the next point that you're making there, Rick, basically, is that if we allow this to continue sort of benefit, that what we're doing is by doing that, incentivizing people to break the law. And we want to hear what of you course. think, folks. Uh, one second, Rick. Well, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. 1-800-222-5222. We're trying to have just a fireside chat here. Talking about the morality, is this the thing that is right? Is it wrong? Uh, should uh, undocumented uh, should should folks who can't provide proof of U.S. citizenship be allowed to free health care, free educational services? Rick, we're going to get right back to you. Okay. Um, I just want to uh, Martin from Studio City. Thanks for being so patient. Hey, Martin. Uh, you know, we're going to try to start a little discussion here. What What are your thoughts on the subject? Well, first off, I think it's a great question that you're asking, and, and I love how you, uh, you know it, it's a question that I I think about a lot. You know, unfortunately, it's like I agree with the last caller. It's just that, you know, unfortunately, I I think it's more unmoral that when we have homeless veterans in the street, we, you know, it's not only in California, but just nationwide. We can't take care of American citizens. Our schools in the Western world are some of the worst. We, you know, that's true. But is that because of the is that because of the influx of uh, of of immigrants that are not documented? Or is that because of the way that we've chosen to prioritize education uh, as a as a, a source of funding in our in our nation? I, I think it has to do more with the source of funding. But I also I went through the LUSD myself. Me too, I'll brother. Me yourself. too. <laughs> and and I'll tell you that I you know I think it's it's a it's a many factors. I think it's a lot of money mismanagement, a lot of corruption. Um, but I'll tell you that you know there's a lot of people. I went to Hamilton High School on Robertson Boulevard. You know, and and I'll tell you there's. There's a, there are illegal immigrants in the school. They don't assimilate. They don't want to learn English. It winds up holding classes back, and it's not a racist thing. If you say that, it's, you're accused of being a racist, but it, it's not that. It's just purely, you know, it just does. The reality. Well, well the issue is, it's, it does become difficult, though, Martin, to say that any one group of people can be uh, put into a category uh, because uh, my experience, having grown up in the LA uh, Unified School District, was that uh, every person that I saw there uh, that English for whom English was not their first language. They were working hard, and they were doing everything that they could uh, to to work harder, to do better, to be better uh, students and better citizens. But we're going to keep this discussion going, folks. I'm going to get to everybody who's called. Uh, you can reach us at one eight hundred two 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 five two two two. We got to take a short break. Don't go anywhere, Martin. Uh, ben from Beverly Hills. We're going to get to you in a minute. Uh, but we really do want to talk about this issue in terms of is it right or wrong, specifically uh, immigration. Uh, I hate the word illegal, undocumented. Anyone who can't prove you proof of U.S. citizenship, should they be afforded the right to health care? Should they be afforded the right to social services? Should they be afforded the right to free education? These are the kinds of things we want to talk about. We just at 1-800-222-5222. And we're going to be right back, folks.
I always love Genesis. That I love that. So I, love awesome. I love Genesis. You know I do, man. They're my band. Folks, we're, we're back. Uh, thank you for listening and tuning in. We are KBC Talk Radio 790. Uh, you're listening to A Nation Divided, where we like to have very respectful discussions about very difficult, cutting-edge issues that are ripping holes across our nation's fabric. Uh, we've had a lot of... Uh, a lot of response here. The question, folks, is uh, when we start talking about people who are here and can't prove their citizenship, some people say the word un, you know, undocumented. Some people say illegal immigrant. Some people say illegal alien. Uh, but the issue is about public services, specifically the things that uh, kind of are guaranteed. Uh, some people call them rights as opposed to privileges. We're talking about health care, education, K through 12, uh, food stamps, if you're finding yourself hard on, on your luck. Uh, should people who uh, can't prove uh, their citizenship be entitled to these benefits? And, Jim, there's some numbers that a lot of people might not know about. And uh, if you could just take a little bit of time, we're going to get to everybody, folks, if you could Man, just type again, for one second. Man, again, it's so complicated. There's probably a lot of people that listen and don't even get all this. I don't even get all this, really. But just to kind of uh, to put it all in one thing and put a ribbon around it. So there is uh, an ability to file for a number. You can, If you are not a citizen and you are not a legal worker or legal resident of the United States, you can still file a tax return. And, um, you know, there's there are arguments that say that because people do that, they file for uh, an ITIN before, because they do what that. What does that stand for real quick? It's the uh, – uh, I just missed it. Don't worry it. about it. Keep, keep it, yeah. it. It allows people yeah, so who are not documented yeah, to work allows, and, and get right, paychecks and yeah. everything else. Go ahead, John. So anyway, so here, here's the thing. What, the bottom line is this. There, there are, are arguments that say that, that people that are illegal immigrants – who have filed tax returns are also taking benefits or taking out tax credits and so on and so forth, right? But there are certain tax credits that they're not allowed. They're not and they're not allowed That's to true. take an earned income tax credit. They're not allowed to take Social Security. Which is huge. Huge, right? And they're not allowed to take Medicare. Right. Bottom line, they're not allowed that to do that. That just goes out of their paycheck That's and right. it never goes back it to never, anything it, that they it can It never goes get. back in. And, and so for 2015, here's an estimate. This comes from the IRS. So there were 4.4 million tax return filings with an ITIN. And that equaled $23.6 billion in taxes paid in by people that are never going to get to take out some of the benefits, don't get to file for an earned income tax credit. $23.6 billion yeah. arguments 3. 6 billion, in favor yeah. of right. a little bit more of and an most, embracing approach. Yeah, and most of, the, most, of the, most of the research, most of the reports you read, even the uh, stuff on the Cato Institute, even stuff coming from really conservative think tanks say that you know this money's getting paid in by – illegal immigrants right. and it's propping up some of these systems right. that we have in place. So we want to hear what you thank you so much Jim. We want to hear what you think Ben from Beverly Hills you've been so patient. Uh thank you so much for calling the Nation Divided you're on with Brian and Jim and we are dying to know what you think brother. Well, you look at the rate of African American breast cancer and you look at the surveys showing black women and people don't get the best medical care. But when you've got an immigration uh, situation and sympathetic politicians, they instantly grant all immigrants full medical care. If that isn't biased by a mayor uh, who has uh, Mexican blood, I don't know what bias is. And we should start thinking Man, about what I am what hearing so many dog whistles that problem. my ears are falling off right now. This is just... Uh, really pretty inflammatory, but we respect yeah, the hell when, out of you, Ben. When you see the preferential behavior of Hispanic Americans, both new immigrants and established immigrants, they exclude everybody else. Just look at Channel KNBC's broadcast anchors. There wow. are no blacks, no right. Asian. Ben, I'm going to ask you to put a cork in that for one moment, and uh, this would be a good time for us to say that 
we respect everyone's opinion. Uh, we are <laughs> delighted with the fact that you are calling, and we love all of you, even if we disagree with you. Well, like, people uh, have to talk. We've got to get them talking well, so that exactly. they can get but, together. And yeah. the respect is gone. But one of the right. things that, that Ben really is talking about is something that people don't like to talk about, which is the racial uh, component to right. so much of this division. Sure. Uh, you never hear anybody complaining Deep about down, that's Canadian kind of immigrants. Right. You never hear anyone yeah. complaining about any, any European immigrants. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so some of these issues really are focused now on, on, on people who are from south of the border. Of course, to be fair with that, though, Brian, it's all about numbers, too. And we talked about quotas earlier today, whether that's even right or wrong. But, I mean, the fact is, is that the act that was passed, you know, that was the Immigration and, and Nationality Act of, what was it, 1975? It was designed to, uh, it was designed basically to, to eliminate... Make it, to, 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 to eliminate preference for, the preference. For and what it did was it said, among other things, you can't have more than 7% of any given year's immigrant population come from one particular country because right. so many people all over the world want to be Americans. I understand that. So, so it's Rick, a numbers uh, a little bit. Rick, you've been waiting so patiently. We want to hear what you have to say, too. Uh, I know that some of the semantics can create some problems with the way that we look at issues <laughs> like this. So talk to us, okay, Rick, well, please. Okay, a couple, couple things. I, I want to correct, correct a few things. First of all, you know, it, it, it's not just semantics. I can't walk into a bank and say I'm an undocumented bank note holder. That's called a bank robber. First of all, there's no such thing. <laughs> That's a great as point. <laughs> illegal. Well, you know, there's no such thing as an illegal immigrant. That's an illegal alien. An immigrant is someone who goes through the process. And I'm going to tell you something. I can fix this problem in in, in six seconds. Wow. Everybody that's an you should be president. worker, <laughs> but let me tell you, I'll, I'll tell you it in a very short word. Walk into an office and start the application for immigration. So what's happened is, is that we're allowing all these illegal aliens to come in. And the, the answer, by the way, to your question is absolutely not. We should not be denying American citizens, which we're doing, both in the school districts and in the hospitals, services, so that we can bring in cheap labor, which is what we're trying to do, okay, which I call it indentured servitude, which is borderline slavery. And what we're doing is we're, we're promoting bringing in people across the border for cheap labor and then promising them services. You know, uh, he's, he, making he, a, okay. he's making a great point, Rick, though, Brian. I've got to ask you to put it on hold yeah, for one second, hold. Rick. Go. He, is, uh, he is bringing up points that are, that are really talking about that second, the way a lot of people That second-class citizenry thing, which, which we would never agree with. I mean, if you're creating a second-class citizenry, however you're doing it, that would be a wrong thing. But when you think about it, uh, you talk about the quota, okay? How many people do we know, uh, if we're looking at an immigrant from south of the border that are, that are from Mexico versus El Salvador versus Guatemala versus uh, uh, any of the other countries uh, that seem to all be lumped in uh, with the target group mm-hmm. uh, in our current consciousness right. for the problem? And, you know, I don't know if, it, if it's completely – when you look at the amount of money that they are contributing to the economy right. in, in the billions every year – We've yeah. we've done shows on this in the past, and yeah. without getting a, and without going down a rabbit hole in those numbers, right. in order for us to sustain the economic growth that we need just to keep this thing running, we need people coming to the United States more than listen, more than what our quotas say. I write every I write checks every two weeks, and I'm I'm spending twelve point four percent on payroll taxes. A lot of that is Social Security, mm-hmm. and you know these folks aren't going to get any benefit of that in the, in our current system. So it's just something to think about. Uh, I want to switch to. Uh, to let's see, um, uh, Jim. Actually, wait, 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 Jim. We're going to get right to you, Vic, uh, Victoria. Victoria. Uh, Victoria. Victoria. If, we can get, if we can get right to you, Victoria, Victoria. and Valencia. Hi, Victoria. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, we are on with uh, Brian and Jim. Welcome to a nation divided. We are dying to know thank what you, you think. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm extremely strong on this. I am an immigrant. I'm a legal immigrant. I'm from England. I fought hard to come into this country. Not, there as, is fu- no not as hard as your great, 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 great grand. Anyway, I'm just, I'm yeah. not going to go there. <laughs> anyway, we're not going to go back to the War of 1812. No, we're we're, we're, we're we'll let you go on that one, right, Victoria. Victoria, please. Yes, please continue. But, go I mean, these are, these are not undocumented immigrants. It's like being undocumented, going into a bank and robbing it or breaking into someone's home. They're breaking into our country. I lived in Spain. I learned the language. Okay. I got permission to get a work visa. I worked in Spain and I've worked in Mexico City. I, I, the first thing you do is learn the language and you pay your taxes, of course, but you learn the language. These people aren't learning the language. I've been to the border. I went to the border three weeks ago. I did a shoot at the border. I met with these Honduras people, these women with four kids, three or four different men. She had them by, yet she was crossing the border. You can't believe it. And I, she didn't speak a word of English, and I'm not going to lower myself and speak Spanish when I'm on the soil of America. Well, let me soil. stop you, Victoria. Uh, let me stop you. Uh, one of the things that, you're, that I'm hearing uh, is the conceptualization of the English language uh, as being uh, something that should be... Uh, two week ago show. Under, yeah, undertaken show in, in order to have two, any level of respect to citizenship. I mean, in terms of just the history of the United States, most people don't know. This was Mexico until 1848. And when we start thinking about the idea of this person speaks Spanish, well, of course, they probably should. Uh, in order to have better opportunities, they should probably actually the stats language. show that they will very quickly, and but if not, it, by the by their first gener- by the first generation will. But will what I, what I'm hearing in Victoria's voice is just a, kind of a pejorative uh, tone uh, towards these folks, and the the idea is this: I mean, we we had a show on the Second Amendment, and there were a lot of folks that said, you know, having a gun is a privilege; it's not a right; it's a privilege. Uh, shouldn't healthcare be a privilege as well? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. shouldn't education be a privilege? And when you start talking yeah. about this, Victoria, I, jump- I just want to have you weigh in. If there is an outbreak of a disease and we deny people uh, the access to medical care, uh, isn't that going to be bad for the entire citizenry? What do well, you think, Victoria? I, I agree with you on that, but I think there's also a quick one-way ticket back. I mean, I'm sure someone in America would pay for that. It'd be a bus back to their country or a plane back if they've got one of well, those. Well, they're actually doing they're actually doing that, Victoria. And then we Mexico. talked about that last week. Yeah. yeah, it's actually a whole big one of the things Trump's done that actually kind of makes sense, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, they are doing that in New Mexico. But oh, good because right. I drive the bus. I'm a huge yeah. Trump supporter. I'm proud yeah. of that as well. Yeah. But I'm All an right. English person. I fought to get in it. Look at Denmark. Look at Denmark. You have to prove what's in your bank account. You have to speak their language. You have to, within two or three years, be part of uh, and own something. I mean, it, Denmark is very strict, unlike other European countries. I've studied right, uh, Victoria, let me, uh, let me put you on hold for a second, and uh, we definitely respect everyone's Wait, opinion. You know, one, one thing she was saying there. Go ahead, well, well, let me say this really quick. So I want to just jump in on this thing about what, what Victoria is saying there. I hear where, where she's coming from, and, and people that it's have, how have been legal. It, that well, that, hang on for a second. Yeah, right. Well, it's they, the, they, it's the they've come anger. legally. It's just the they've come, they've come legally, and they've, and they've followed the process, and there's other people who don't. But one of the things that has not been said yet, got to get back to it because we talked about it last week. There's like a million of them, people that are asylum seekers. Yes. They are also undocumented. So I've heard a lot of this thing, call it illegal, call it illegal. Okay, yes, there are people here illegally, but there are people who are legally here. They followed the process, but they are undocumented. It's a very large population, and that's part of the people that would receive these benefits. So that's one thing that's got to be remembered too, you know, when we're saying this. So, right, so it's a big, so- it's a big system. It's very complicated. Yeah, there's no one answer. Absolutely. And, and that, that is something that is important because when we start thinking about simple answers, I, I've learned that I think anyone that really looks at it is problems with simple solutions usually don't stay problems for very long. Uh, we're going to have to get right back to this discussion, folks. I do want to hear from everyone that I've spoken to. Again, this is a hot button topic, obviously. 
Mike, thanks for being so patient. We're going to leave with you after the break. Uh, but at this point, uh, we're going to take our short break, and uh, we will be right back. Uh, you are listening to A Nation Divided. We are Talk Radio, KBC 790, on with Brian and Jim. Public health care benefits for those who cannot prove citizenship seems to make a lot of people quite angry, hot, and bothered. Vitrol, a lot yes. of vitrol. <laughs> KBC Talk Radio 790. Welcome back. We're Nation Divided. I'm Brian Dunn, sitting across from James Oates. Uh, we got a hot-button topic today. Uh, we are in, just delighted to hear from the many voices of everyone who's been calling. Uh, if you would like to join the conversation, uh, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Uh, that's 1-800-222-5222. Tony, thank you for your patience. Jim, thank you for your patience. Lynette, thank you for your patience. We're going to get right to you in just one moment. And, Mike, we're going, we're going to feature you. But go ahead, Jim. As always, yes, Mike ahead, from Elskado. Tell us about the, the, the plight. Let's switch lawyers, up a little you know. bit. I'm a lawyer, and yeah. I always have to look at yeah, it from let, a constitutional Let's switch up a little bit. We're talking about health care. Health care gets yeah, – that's kind of a uh, – that's a touchy situation, right, because you've got the sort of moral – a code that says you've got to take care of somebody if they if they need help, right? Well, the Supreme and most Court has weighed in on and this issue. And they've weighed in on that issue. And and, that, and most people agree, yeah, if a person's in an accident, they break an arm or something, you got to do something for them, right? But in terms now, of healthcare. In but, terms yeah, of education. Yeah, terms but, of education. But, but yeah, let's switch up to education. So this is something that, that doesn't get talked about too much, but it, it's some. So they say that the, the estimates are range from 90 to 100,000 undocumented immigrant children. Uh, or illegal immigrant children graduate from U.S. high schools every year. Yes. So 100,000, right, every year. And you go back to uh, a 1982 Supreme Court ruling called Plyler versus Doe. Texas basically Texas. said that you can't go to our schools well, that's if you're not, not a U.S. citizen. That's not exactly what they said, and it actually kind of makes some sense if you think about it, right? So in order for you to go to how are, how are schools paid for? Everybody knows in the United States, makes property tax. Property right. tax pays for the schools, right? That's now whether it really does anymore. Or that money gets diverted in LA County, and we won't even go into that discussion today, which is a hot topic issue. But so what Texas said was, they said, look, if you are uh, not here legally, if you're undocumented, and uh, they're kind of making an assumption they're not making paying property tax. That's not necessarily true, but they were making an assumption there. They said you got to pay a thousand dollars a year to to send your child per child to send your child to our schools. Supreme Court said, uh, uh-uh, can't do that. All kids need to be educated K through 12, right? documented, undocumented. And that has stood the test of time, and that's where we're at still today. So education yeah, is – Basically, it is, it is a right, not a privilege. Is, and the Supreme right. Court yeah, has right. said to, to uh, deny a certain uh, quality of education or a certain type of education to someone – Based on their uh, immigration status. And it's complicated, too, because would you would violate the Equal Protection Clause of the United with the equal States. Protection clause. And here's the other thing from a from a pragmatic perspective. So here's the thing. So you've got kids that are here. What if they eventually become legal? What if their parents become legal and then they're legalized, but they weren't educated for five or ten no years? No easy solution. That's no, oh, that's okay, no Mike from El Segundo. And Lynette, we're going to get to you because I know you're going to want to talk to what Mike is saying right now. Hey, Mike. Tony, we're going to also we're Hi, gonna get to you. Don't go fine. anywhere. Thank Mike, you. how you doing, brother? I'm just fine, fine, thank you. Um, as I mentioned before in previous shows, my mother came here with her family as legal immigrants when she was five years old. They escaped from communist Russia, and they literally had to escape because the communists had um, was torturing, murdering Jews there in pogroms. And doesn't that make you proud, had, Mike? Mike, doesn't that make you proud that your folks overcame that? 
Yeah, I, I would not be here talking to you. I would have never been born. And the it same is true for my wife. My, yeah. my wife's, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, my wife's father, my father-in-law, he escaped from a communist torture prison. Wow. And so my wife and I are what I call miracle babies, a marriage of two miracle right. babies. And I love that they come to America is what I love. Is yeah. that they come here. This is where anyway, everyone wants to come. Anyway, yeah, keep right. going, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. And big difference between people coming here, literally escaping with their lives after family members, relatives have been murdered or tortured and murdered by communists, by socialists, by Muslims, whatever. The point is that that people who are coming here purely for financial gain, that they can get a whole lot of a free education, $17,000 per year, cost of taxpayers. They can get free housing, free food, free health care, free everything. That's where the government's basically stealing the money through taxation from the people who worked for it and earned it, took time out of their life, harmed their own health by working extra overtime hours just to be able to have money for their family and pay the taxes. So I, I understand that, Mike, but I mean, there's always been a thread of thought within our nation that has said that people come to this country for a better life and they come not to take but to give and their uh, conceptualization of america is what can they offer uh, what can they offer to the country but and we've it, gotten away from immigration based on whether or not what they're going to contribute do they have specialized skills that we need or are they going to be a burden on the taxpayers are they going to be welfare when my mother came they could not go welfare they would have been sent back right and what you had was you, you had people, everyone had to work, and then you had Jewish organizations, you had charitable organizations that would help Jewish immigrants, and that's the proper way to do it. True charity is voluntary. It is not mandatory with the government. Oh, that's a great point. The, Mike, uh, great point. Let me put you on hold briefly. Lynette, I know you have something to say, and you've been so patient. Uh, thank you. Uh, you are on KBC Talk Radio 790 with The Nation Divided. Uh, Lynette, I think you might have called us before, and we always enjoy hearing the sound of your voice. Oh, thank you. And likewise, good afternoon, Brian. Good afternoon, Lynette. Hi, Lynette. Guys, I mean, we must, as a country, have what they say. They call us the United States of Amnesia, Denial, and Selective Memory, right? We We do. We've got it real bad. I mean... People, they, they have the unmitigated gall to talk about, oh, those illegals, those immigrants, and knowing that this is a country of immigrants anyway. If it was not for our forefathers running from a very, very right. bad situation, we would not have America, okay? Right, right. Number and, one. Number two, California is still, I mean, unfortunately, God help us. I mean, we are still the wage cap, wage best capital of the world. Yes. If it was not for these politicians playing footsies, with, making this a political, uh, you know, football, this immigration issue. Well, it was. Yeah, we, it's, it's interesting because you start thinking about why does this come out, come around every few years? And in, in 1994, this was a big, huge thing, and Pete Wilson was getting a lot. He was the governor then. That's how old I am. Can I interject yeah. this too? Yeah. So, so we we have the Republicans are split on this very issue. Okay, and we could even go down the list with Donald Trump. He has fired what some. Uh, illegal aliens in his hotels about four months ago. You can go to Democracy right. Now. Lynette, Jim Lynette. is getting ready to burst. He has to talk to you about something. Wait a minute. You Jim. got the Chamber of Commerce. They're conservatives. They want all this this uh, labor because they know, hey, Americans are not picking lettuce and stuff. And they're, they're not going to do it for uh Lynette, let me ask you a let me ask you a question. A living wage, and they've got these illegals that are coming to do Lynette, it. Let me ask you a, Lynette, let me ask you a question. Yeah. So we were, Brian and I were talking about this before. This is a great question. Actually, Brian posed to me. But let me ask you this question. So you are someone in another country, 
and you're maybe living in a bad situation and you look at America, you look across the border and you see the United States and get a great life. But now you know that going there and just walking across the border is breaking a law. You know that doing that is something you're not supposed to do, right? But you want a better life. You, Lynette, if you were in that country, you're down in maybe the Northern Triangle, you're in Honduras, Guatemala. Would you leave and come to the United States breaking that law, knowing that you're breaking that law? Or would you try to come here legally? What would you do? Well, when we put everything in legal and legal context, I mean, hey, slavery was legal. Okay, we can all. Uh, you know, you got to answer the question. Lisa. You got to answer, answer that question. question. No, that's see what yeah, he's got to right. say. Jim yeah. was thinking we about. can all talk about what's legal and what's unlegal. I'm just saying, guys, it all balances out. We, we're quibbling over stuff, and it's dividing us. We got to be real about the, this conversation with immigration. Okay. Don't go anywhere, Please. Lynette. Don't go anywhere, Lynette. Tony from Santa Clarita, you've been so incredibly patient. Um, and uh, we want to thank you for holding. Uh, but we really need to know what you think because, as we love to say, we are dying to know what you think. Uh, welcome to A Nation Divided, brother. Okay. The problem is not that undocumented people get health care and education because they do pay property taxes and sales taxes and gas taxes sure. and everything else because when they pay their rent, the landlord pays the property tax. Right. The problem, the problem is that there's just too many of them. It's, if, if there weren't so many of them, no one would complain. Which is why we have a quota system. Right. Yeah, exactly. But are there really? Or is it just a function of our life in California? I mean, is this something that has become part of our consciousness because uh, the current political climate has made it part of our consciousness? Or is it real? I mean, I, I've been a product of public everything when I grew up. I, I can't imagine that I, that there was a, a, a student in my school that took away from my education because he wasn't uh, from America or that when I went to uh, uh, public hospitals because I was so accident prone, I was always hurting right. myself that I got substandard you know, care because the, is it really too many? Think about it. Tony, the, come on. The, the, the people that work at the school and the people that work at the hospital, they're not illegal aliens. So they're actually making money. The, the illegal, the child of an illegal alien isn't making money. Their teacher and everyone who else who works at the school he goes to is making money. So you can't say that they're taking anything. With the, actually, the money's coming in to them, to the workers at the right. school, and the money's going to the workers at the hospital. And you made a really in. good point about property taxes, because if someone's paying rent, the landlord is paying property taxes, and that right. is going to go to the government. Tony, we're going to have to take a break real short. But before we take a break, Victoria, I want to get back to you. Uh, I wanted to hear how you would ask. Yes, uh, I how, how would you answer Jim's question? Put yourself in the shoes of someone from El Salvador. You've got a major situation supporting your family. Uh, it, the economy is really depressed. Uh, you have a situation where uh, you just don't know exactly if you're going to be even able to eat or not eat, starve or not starve. You can but, you get know on a bus. Break, but you know you're breaking the law coming to the States. You can get on a bus and you can come to the States. You know you're breaking what would the you law. Do? What would you do? Not have so many kids to start with. I mean, they should have thought of that when they were bonking. Okay, but when they were bonking. Oh, my God, she said bonking. Oh, my God. I love these words that the Brits come up with. But still, you still didn't answer the question, Victoria. What would you do after you bonked, just irresponsibly bonked, and now you have all these kids and you've got to take care of them? What would you do? Well, I mean, first of all, they, they've got to know that they're breaking the law. So it's like now they're going to break the law to make their, let their children survive. So they break the law. They better work 20, 22 hours a day. You still have day. not answered my question, uh, Victoria. What would you do? Now, we're going to have we to take go a to break, break now. The yeah, producers we'll have to go to break. We're going to be right back, and we're going to get to every single person that's holding. Uh, but please, uh, try to understand that we really just want to know what you think. That's right. That's the most thing that we do. 
Victoria, I'm not trying to be mean to you. I just love hearing the sound of that British voice. I do, too, actually. Yeah. All right, folks, we're going to be right back. Uh, you're on with Brian and Jim. Nation Divided. Oh. Welcome back. We are KBC Talk Radio 790. Uh, you are listening to a Nation Divided. I am Brian Dunn, sitting across from my best friend, Mr. James Oates, talking about that all too divisive topic of, of uh, immigration, undocumented immigration, access to public benefits such as health care, uh, education, uh, various social services, all of these things. And uh, we were trying to figure out what the solution is. Uh, Jim, you had something about LA. Let's, let's yeah. bring it back. Let's bring it back to benefits. So let's just do this. Benefits. So uh, yeah, benefits, should we be given the benefits or not? Pragmatic, up or down, yes or no. Now we've heard a lot of no's, but we've heard a lot of no's from a sort of an idealistic perspective. Oh, they're breaking the law. They shouldn't be here. They shouldn't have come. Okay. Well, they're here. So now the question is, what do we do? Do we provide these benefits? Yes or no. Is yes. it good for the society? Is it good for our system? Is it good for our government? Is it good yes. for the people? Yes or no. We're not yes. trying to be f- uh, nice to people. We're not trying to do them a favor. We're talking about no BS. Is this good for our system? So give you two examples, something to talk about that people probably probably don't know is going on right now, Assembly Bill 103, Medi-Cal expansion. So there's an Assembly Bill, I believe it already passed the Assembly, it's moving to the Senate, and uh, and it's going into committee there. But basically it just says they're going to expand Medi-Cal to... Which is a federal benefit, which, by the way. Which, you know, it ultimately comes down, you know, oh, through I, Medicaid, yeah, yeah right, yeah, through yeah, the federal government, but, it's, but it's administered by the state. So, but it's going to cost us, right? But they're Statement. talking about, the, the price tag they put on it was $3.4 billion. $3.4 billion to cover... Medical, and this is ordinary medical care, not emergency medical care for all illegal immigrants, people who are not undocumented in in the state of California over the age of 19. And so takes me to the one other point probably a lot of people don't know about this. My Health LA, Los Angeles County has a program. They estimate that it costs us $55 million annually, somewhere between 400 and 700,000 LA County residents, the majority of whom are undocumented immigrants, receive that benefit. Now, is it right for us the to do that? The majority of the is benefit seekers are that, undocumented, that undocumented, not the majority of L.A. residents. Yeah, well, the majority of the 400,000 to 700,000 L.A. County resident, uh, residents that are receiving the benefit right. are, yes, right. All right. The, the question is, you talk about that. Is there ever a good reason for denying health care to a person? If you have the ability to do it, is there ever a good reason? We want to get to a lot of folks. Jim from Jacksonville, uh, you have been holding uh, so patiently, and we really want to thank you for your patience. Uh, we want to know what you think. We want to try to get to everybody here. Uh, but you're on a nation divided. And uh, hello, hello, Brian and Jim. I want to wish you a good evening. All right. Uh, it I is evening in Jacksonville, you, Florida, right? Anyway, go ahead, Jim. I want to I want to approach it from what Jim was talking about earlier, the tax part, and I want to approach it from having building, having been a, a residential developer builder for a long period of time. I will tell you that. Most people in our business would say if you all of a sudden raptured all Hispanic workers and they were gone tomorrow, we'd have a hard time building the houses that need to be built in this country. I'm really happy you're bringing that up. Well, I mean, because most of my subcontractors were Hispanic and most of their workers were Hispanic. Also, now, oranges would cost about $8 per orange. Yeah, green but, peppers but, would cost about five times well, what they cost now and so on, right? I want to get into the agricultural part of it because all I can speak to is the building part of it. However... Most of my uh, subcontractors gave paychecks to their workers, and those those workers' taxes were taken out of. Yes, right. Now, it, it, it seems to me that every service that you've talked about 
is only paid for by taxes. That is correct. Public benefits. So if you separate immigration and legality, illegal immigration from who receives benefits and just say, if a person is paying taxes, they should receive benefits. Right. You must be reading Brian's mind. (laughs) If they're not paying taxes, they should not receive them now. I know that you get into some issues like, Brian, you mentioned earlier, if there was an epidemic and, and they were carrying it and they needed health care. I think those would have to be addressed separately. But here's my thoughts on being able to collect taxes, whether they're illegal or legal, and that is we can't keep them from coming across the border, obviously. We're not able to now. But we can make employers give paychecks with taxes taken out. Right. And that's we what I do. do Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, that's my thoughts. So, Jim, I can't Great thank thought. you enough for calling. Uh, we really appreciate your voice. I hope you call us back sometime. I know it's three hours later there, uh, but we just want to let you know we really respect and appreciate your voice. All right, folks, so I'm going to try to get everybody some final thoughts. Uh, yep, got to go quick. We're going to have to move pretty quickly. Uh, now, Victoria, I, I had left you off before. Uh, you know, what do you have to say about this? There is a strong economic benefit that we can document uh, from yeah. uh, the undocumented workers. I mean, can't, can't you at least uh, uh, see that that might be something good? As long as they pay their taxes and speak the language. But I, I do see that. But the maid that we have, she's an American lady. Um, they're the plumber I had, 100% American. There are so many Americans out of work. And they do want to work these jobs. I know. You, did, have you seen Americans lining up to work in the fields in Central California and pick produce and deal with the conditions that are su- that are suffered by uh, uh, farm workers? Uh, this no, is, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I this, haven't seen that. But I tell you, that would give incentive for veterans to get off our streets. You give them the incentive to work, and I think they should have the first pickings of those jobs. And I'm sure they would do it. Victoria, thank you so much for thank calling. Thank you, Victoria. We really appreciate hearing thank your you voice. For uh, okay, Rick from uh, Lake Balboa, I want to thank you also for being patient. I wanted to give you uh, the last word here, brother. Oh, well, thank you so much. I think some of the suggestions have been terrific. Um, yeah, let's just make it more equitable. Let's put it like that. It's Amen. Like That's if, right. If, Amen. If they're, if they're here and there's absolutely no way to get them back, or if they, they, they do work, if they've contributed to our society in some way, shape, or form, the one thing I don't want to see, though, is that in the social services arena, they should not take precedent over legal American citizens. Right. That's but not right. What Rick just said was, uh, thank you so much, Rick. Thanks, what Rick. he just said sure. was, let's make it more equitable. And Could I, and there be any more succinct yeah, uh, administration? Just make it equitable. He, he just said No it one wants to have people that have paid in not get a benefit, right. and that's what we're talking about. All right, right, Rick, thanks so much. Hope you can tune in next week. Uh, all right, Lynette, uh, we're wrapping these thing up, uh, but I did want to let you have the last word. Oh, okay. Well, I just think that... We don't need to be divided about something like this that's being used to manipulate and divide us as a country. I mean, it's getting so bad. People with HB1 visas are in question. That's going to be a... Yeah. Uh, right. That's a good tell, tell our listeners, Lynette. Lynette, tell our listeners what is an HB1 visa. Tell HB1 our listeners. Visa. And, well, it has to deal with a lot of the people that's in the tech field, the medical field. And believe right. me, I'm not for you know, outsourcing our doctors to bring a doctor from over from India to come and work in these hospitals like Kaiser does, and they create havoc, you know, because they're looking at their bottom line. I've seen this happen. But at the same time, we don't need to be kicking out people that's obviously a part of, you know, our our intellectual um, community. And then another thing, The visas that she's talking about, folks, go for people with specialized talents that have something that are different. 
happen. I hope that we can make sure that uh, legal people here get the same benefit of the doubt that the illegals are going to get when it comes to services, because black men don't even live long enough to collect Social Security, and the mortality rates well, in the some community do. and access to, to care is very dismal in our community. So, you know, I, that's another part of that, and I'm All glad right. that the last caller did bring it up. Well, Lynette, Lynette listen, I'm going to have to move the, on, but I want to thank you so Lynette, much for Lynette, thanks calling. for calling. Uh, we just uh, we have so many callers today, and I just wanted to uh, thank you for calling, and I also want to thank uh, thank you for showing a perspective. Uh, that is uh, definitely from the heart. It's from and the it, heart. It's from yeah. the heart. Lynette's from the talking about from the heart, not Ma- the... Yeah, yeah Mike, uh, we want to get back to you. Uh, time right, is, is kind of... But I wanted, I wanted you to, to take us home uh, with some yeah, of the... Yeah, let me do this. Let me, let me summarize some things. First of all, a social welfare state combined with uncontrolled immigration is totally unsustainable. It will destroy our country. The um, illegal aliens as a whole, they consume far more taxpayer money than they than they produce, than they pay in. They have, uh, you know, they're typically unskilled, most of them lower wages, and you have three or five families living in one apartment. They're not paying a whole lot of property taxes. Their and landlords may, though, Mike. Their landlords may be paying that. But anyway, go ahead. Okay, our schools have been greatly deteriorated over recent decades. California schools rank near the bottom of the list for the states around the country. We've had, for decades, we've been closing down hospitals, emergency rooms, trauma care centers, due to the massive illegal migration where they just show up even for sore throats. I'm, I'm telling you, it's been disasters. It's getting a lot worse. And that combined with the homeless problem as well. All right, Mike, listen, having... I'm going to have to uh, – it's not that we don't love you, but I'm going to have to put a lid on this now because yeah, we're thanks, just Mike. running out of time. Mike, yeah, thank you welcome. so much. We for basically everything. got his no. no we on appreciate the you. Uh, Paul, I wanted to get to you real quick. Got uh, just about a minute, Paul. Yeah, go ahead real quick. Paul, what are you, what are you thinking about all of have... this stuff? We have about 350 million people in the country, so about 175 million liberals and 175 million conservatives. Take out the kids, and you've got about 100 million adults that are, that are liberals. Right, <laughs> and and let, them, let them send a check to Honduras and Guatemala to those families. If they really are worried about the living standard of those families, they don't have to come to America. They can support them right where they are. Right. Got That's it. Certainly got one it. solution, um, Paul. Thank you so much. So, you know, of course, the opposite argument could be then make sure that you go out and nail all the hammers well, in your well, building you know, and do exactly. all the but other you know, Jim, you work. You brought up yeah. a point. I don't know right. if it was last week or the week before, but it, it's just it, folks seem to be under the impression that there are really easy solutions to right. these very that's complex the, problems. That's the big thing, yeah. Right. And, and and I just don't think I don't think there are. I think that you gotta you gotta somehow hash it out. Everything that people are saying, yeah, individually, kind of in a soundbite, kind of makes sense, right? But when you put all that together, and you've got to come up with a solution, right? Come on. Yeah, but the thing yeah. is, if if we establish a respectful dialogue, that's the most but that's important the thing. important, and then this that's why we, got, we we never say this enough in the show. It's really important to have people calling in like they did today right. and speak, Be- so that we can hear each other. Because the respect is what I think yeah. has been the biggest casualty of our current. And a lot of times, climate. it's just people don't know, right? Maybe they're maybe they're leading off of some fact that they got wrong or maybe someone gave it to it's the right fact but they didn't see something else okay folks uh, final thought if we attack a problem uh, there is nothing that we cannot do to solve it but if we attack each other we will never get anywhere uh, we want to thank you once again for tuning in to a nation divided uh, we had a lot of callers this week we want to thank you for taking your time uh, we are going to actually for once not talk about immigration next week And hopefully you will all tune in and try to remember the thing that we want you all to know, even if we disagree with you. We We love love you all. (laughs) See you next week, folks.
A Nation Divided, furnished by the Cochrane Firm.